We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening until 10 o'clock. My goodness, I haven't been here uh, on Camo X in two weeks. Well, at least not in the At Your Service slot. I've uh, done some appearances on St. Louis Talks and uh, done a lot of fill-in work over on 97.1. But it's great to be here on a Wednesday evening with you until 10 o'clock on 50,000 red hot watts of Camo X. And glad you are up late with me as well. Uh, this evening, listen, we're gonna we've got some interviews and so forth. But you know why I like to call this at your service because I want to hear from you. I love conversations with you, with the listeners. You don't have to agree with me. In fact, if I'm talking about a topic and you disagree with me, I would rather you call up and disagree with me. Those that, that makes great radio. I'm I'm not gonna put you down. Listen, I I've interviewed. Uh, a Bigfoot proponents before, uh, and 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 even though I'll argue with them on the facts, I don't call them. You know, I don't say what I might really think, which is uh, is your IQ larger than your shoe size. I just argue the facts. So uh, at any time, phone lines, of course, are always open. Three one four four three six seventy nine hundred. I'm sure that uh, if you listen to uh, any of the Cardinals game today. I wish I could have been at that game, uh, and and I was gonna lead with I was gonna lead by saying I went to a fight today and a Cards Mets game broke out because it seemed like a hockey game. I mean, you use that joke about hockey, of course, but uh, that would have been a great great game uh, to be at. Sorry, I didn't make that one. I was at the, I was at the game the other night when we lost it in the uh, top of the ninth. So this would have been a much better outcome uh, to see today's game. What a great game! I, I'm sure you've been following the uh, the CNN Plus story. And by the way, oh, hey, I've already got some texts coming in. Uh, uh, Mr. Brad Young, well, thank you. Uh, it is great to be here, and I am glad to talk to you this evening. Also, of course, if you ever want to text as well, 314-436-7900. We all know about the quick demise of CNN Plus. So I actually did some calculating today, and I came up with a few things that actually lasted longer than CNN+. And uh, first of all, any gallon of milk would last longer than CNN+. Uh, interestingly enough, Kamala Harris's presidential campaign 
lasted longer than CNN Plus. I think her campaign lasted two months, and uh, CNN Plus lasted about one. Remember the two weeks to flatten the curve? Well, we're apparently we're still in the two weeks to uh, flatten the curve and stop the spread. It's the longest two weeks in history. Uh, the life of any housefly uh, is longer than CNN Plus. And one, I, the, my wife added this one. She said, any Lord of the Rings movie. And I said, no, no, no. It's just from your perspective, it seems like the Lord of the Rings movie lasts a month or, or, long, or a week or two weeks. But really, they're only like three hours. So pipe down. They're not that, they're not that long. Uh, your New Year's resolution to get in shape. Believe it or not, lasted longer than CNN Plus, and uh, and you've got to be a certain age to get this one. But the uh, <laughs> CNN Plus was actually lasted; uh, it, its demise was quicker than the Chevy Chase show. I don't know if you remember that, it, Matt, you don't even remember that. Matt Pajeski's shaking his head. You know, he's in his twenties. He's like, no, I don't remember the Chevy Chase show. Neither does anybody else. It lasted thirty nine days. It was one of the first talk shows on Fox uh, back in the 80s, and it was uh, was pretty bad. It was as bad as you would think uh, for a show that only lasted 39 days. But I think the most telling thing is that the uh, CNN Plus did not last as long as Nicolas Cage's marriage to Lisa Marie Presley, which that lasted 108 days. And uh, and you remember that whole Nicolas Cage thing where, uh, where Lisa Marie, they were out on a boat, and he gave her an engagement ring that cost $10 million, and she threw it in the ocean, and it was not insured. So uh, that's uh, – and by the way, Nicolas Cage, you've got to see uh, – I can't wait to see the, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent movie if, because it's Nicolas Cage making fun of himself, Nicolas Cage, because he plays Nicolas Cage in the movie, and – uh, I've laughed at his movies for years, and here's an opportunity to have him join me in laughing at him. And, of course, some would say the joke's on me because I'm going to pay to watch the movie. Yes, I know there's some truth to that, but it'll be a good laugh, and it will be a good use of uh, of my two hours. And my wife would say it would be a lot more interesting than any Lord of the Rings movie. She's not a, not a fan, uh, even though I am. I'll tell you what I am a fan of, though, and that is uh, the Heritage Foundation, so uh, coming up next here on Camo X, we're going to be uh, discussing this case at the Supreme Court that just uh, went through oral arguments on Monday of this week. So we're going to talk to Virginia Allen at the Heritage Foundation to find out how the oral arguments, arguments went, uh, what was dealt with in terms of a coach who was fired for praying on the football field, and what the Supreme Court will do with that. Brad Young, in for At Your Service. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to KMOX. On, on Monday of this week, the U.S. Supreme Court held oral arguments on the on the praying football coach case, uh, where a high school football coach was fired because he prayed on the football field following following his games. So, is this is are his actions protected by the First Amendment? And how will the Supreme Court rule on this? Uh, joining us this evening is Virginia Allen with the Heritage Foundation. Hey, Virginia, thanks so much. Uh, thanks for joining us on Camo X St. Louis. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, coach Joe Kennedy is a Christian football coach who uh, previously coached for the Bremerton Washington Public School District. So give us the background of what happened to Coach Kennedy. Sure. So like you say, Coach Kennedy is a football coach, assistant football coach out in in uh, Washington State, just outside of Seattle at Bremerton High School and he's been coaching, was coaching since 2008. And when he became a coach, he made a covenant with God that at the end of every game, he was going to take a knee at the 50-yard line, win or lose, and thank God for what his players had just done. And he did that for, for a long time. And about, about six months after he started doing it, some of his players said, hey, coach, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm praying they asked if they could join him. He said, it's a free country. You're welcome to join me. And it became a tradition. After every game, he would go to the center of the field. His players would come. He would sort of give a motivational speech to his players that would include a prayer. Well, eventually, fast forward to 2015, the school district found out about it. And they said, you can't play with, you can't pray with players anymore. And he said, okay, not a problem. I, I won't pray with the players, but I still want to go out and take a knee by myself and thank God at the end of games. So he continued to do that by himself privately. He says those prayers were only between about eight and 12 seconds. Well, then the school district came back to him and said, no, you can't even do that. You can't pray in view of students. And uh, that's where he said, you know, he had to draw the line. And so he said, no, I'm, I'm going to keep praying. And he did. Eventually, he was put on administrative leave, and then his contract wasn't renewed. And he made the decision that he was going to file a lawsuit against the Bremerton School District because he said he wanted to, of course, take a stand for his own religious mm -hmm. beliefs, for his own faith, but also he wanted to set an example for his players that, you know, when you have something that you believe in, you stand up for it. He right. said, Fight you know, for I... It. Sure. Exactly. You fight for it. And that was something that, you know, as a mentor to his own players, he really wanted to show that uh, you can't back down when it gets tough. Mm -hmm. Well, Virginia, uh, during during the day, I'm an attorney here in St. Louis, and I know a lot of times uh, by the time we get to the appellate court, there, there still are disputes about the facts of the case. And a lot of mm -hmm. I've argued in front of the Court of Appeals many times, and there are still discrepancies about the facts. But in this case... Is there any real dispute between the attorneys for Coach Kennedy and the attorneys for the school district regarding why he was fired? Hmm. Well, you know, this is a First Amendment case, and it really comes down to the question of was Coach Kennedy engaged in government speech? 
Right. But, but as far not, as but before we get to the analysis, I just want to make sure we're clear that at least from my perspective, everybody agrees that he was fired for saying prayers in public. It wasn't like he's claiming that he was fired for this, but they really fired him because he for excessive uh, absenteeism or some other reason. In other words, everybody agrees he was fired for praying, right? Correct. Okay, correct. good. And what we see, what we see, I'll, I'll add, um, from the Bremerton School District is that they claim that Kennedy was, was pressuring or using coercion to make students pray with him. The, the interesting thing about that is, um, you know, of course, Kennedy says, no, I, I never pressured students. And the school district themselves in October of 2015 issued a public statement saying that there was no evidence of coercion. Exactly. And today, their attorneys are arguing that there was. So, so a lot of contradiction there. Well, sure. But it, again, if you're arguing a case, there has to be evidence to support it. Right. And and I, as I reviewed the court record, uh, even ahead of the oral argument, there, there, was, there were no students who testified at the trial that they were pressured, that they felt mm-hmm. like compelled to either join Coach Kennedy in his, in his prayer time or felt compelled that, oh, if I, if I don't participate, he may bench me or something. There was no evidence of that, was there? No, there was no evidence, and no student or parent, for that matter, ever filed a complaint wow. against Coach Kennedy praying. Wow. So this was completely the school district taking their own initiative saying, no, you can't do this. We're, uh, we're talking to Virginia Allen with the Heritage Foundation, and uh, Virginia, the district court, ruled in favor of the school district, stating that it was okay to terminate Coach Kennedy for praying on the field. And, of course, then it was appealed to the notorious Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, uh, which, if, if anyone who follows uh, legal circles knows, the, the Ninth Circuit is the most liberal uh, of the circuits in the country. Uh, what did the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals decide? Yeah, so the Ninth Circuit said that virtually all speech by public school employees should be considered government speech. So in other words, they said that by Coach Kennedy taking a knee at that 50-yard line at the end of games, he was acting um, as a representative of the school, therefore it was government speech not protected under the First Amendment, and, wow. and when the when the Supreme Court heard that that was um, well, when when uh, First Liberty, the legal organization representing Kennedy, they appealed that to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court seemed to agree that um, that might not be completely accurate. And they no. wanted to they wanted to review <laughs> that decision. So of course, that's like you referenced. That's what they did on Monday. I know, but to me, it just seems. Uh, there, there, there are arguments, and listen, I've made very weak arguments to the Court of Appeals on many cases in my career, <laughs> but I always try to get past what's called the straight face test. You know, if the if the court laughs when I make an argument, then I'm not doing it correctly. And, mm. uh, and it seems like this can barely pass the straight face test for the school district to say all speech is government speech, and therefore uh, we can control what you say, and we don't want you praying if it's done visibly. Uh, any place but the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, that would seem to be laughable, but they actually bought that argument. They sure did. Well, and it was interesting to see some of the questions that the justices asked. Um, Justice Kavanaugh, in particular, he asked um, the attorney representing 
the Bremerton School District, Richard Katsky, uh, who is uh, a member of Americans United for Separation of Church and State. That's a, a legal organization representing the Bremerton School District. And he said, well, what if, for example, a football coach made the sign of the cross? at a game, you know, both before the end, the beginning of a football game, you know, would, would that be okay? And the attorney's response, Richard Kasky, was, well, if the coach crossed himself on the sidelines and didn't make himself the center of attention, that would be okay. And, and Kavanaugh sort of retorted, well, I don't know how we could write an opinion that would draw a line <laughs> based on not making yourself the center of attention. I mean, just a, a very interesting argument, and, and Justice Clarence Thomas raised, well, you know, what if, um, what if a coach took a knee during the national anthem being sung? You know, is that mm-hmm. considered government speech? The really, uh, really compelling questions were asked by the justices, and they're obviously thinking about this very critically. Well, I, I want to circle back to to Judge Kavanaugh's question because Virginia, and of course, we're talking to Virginia Allen with the Heritage Foundation. If, if you boil it down, it seems to me that the attorney for the school district's position was that it's we will tolerate expressions of faith as long as no one sees them. But at the mm-hmm. moment that, some, that your expressions of faith become visible or noticeable by others, we as a government entity want to stop that speech. And that, that's not mm-hmm. hyperbole. I mean, isn't that in, in essence the argument that that attorney was making? Well, I think that raises all sorts of concerns of where then is the line drawn? I mean, if if a teacher wearing a cross around her neck or yes. um, a, a yarmulke or a hijab, like where the lines start to get blurry really quickly when you start saying a teacher, uh, an employee, a coach of the public schools can't show any outward expression of their faith. Um, well, then, gosh, there's so many things that would have to right away disappear. And the point that uh, the attorneys make with First Liberty is just because Coach Kennedy is an employee of the public schools, an employee of the government, that doesn't mean that he checks his First Amendment rights at the door. He still has those First Amendment rights as a citizen and has every right to express those as a private citizen, even when he is on the clock. Well, and I liked how you slipped in there, Virginia, the reference to Tinker versus Des Moines uh, from the 1960s, where the Supreme Court held, and this was a student's case, not a teacher case, but the Supreme Court held in that Tinker versus Des Moines case uh, that students do not leave their First Amendment rights at the schoolhouse gate. And, And essentially, that same legal theory should apply to teachers as well. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it should. And I, I spoke with Sarah Perschel Perry, a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation after arguments and just sort of got her sense. You know, she was, um, of course, cautious to say, well, I, I definitely think that this is how the justices will rule. But you know, she said that she's cautiously optimistic, given what we saw from the justices, the questions that they asked and both of the arguments presented on both sides. She said that she's optimistic that that we're going to see a positive ruling for freedom of speech, for freedom of religion in this case. And ultimately, hopefully, uh, we'll see that that Coach Kennedy gets to be back out there on the field with his Mm -hmm. players and at the end of the game, take a knee and thank God. Fantastic. And we should expect an opinion from the Supreme Court by when? 
So there should be an opinion coming by the end of June. Um, hard to know for sure the justices schedule. They, they don't make that widely known, but we should know uh, one way or another by the end of June that opinion should be announced. Very good. And Virginia, you you write a lot of articles at thedailysignal.com, don't you? That's right. Yeah, you can find my work at thedailysignal.com. You can also check out the Daily Signal podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on iHeartRadio. Um, and you can follow uh, my work uh, on, on Twitter at Virginia underscore Allen 5. Excellent. I, I read the Daily Signal not just once a day, not just every day, but multiple times during the day. I go to the dailysignal.com because you guys have the best coverage of news that, that most America wants to know and read and to absorb. So thank you to Virginia Allen for uh, hanging out with us this evening on Camo X. Hope to talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. No, our pleasure, Virginia. Thank you. I, I want to open the phone lines up. What do you think? Can a school or should a school district control the speech of an employee to an extent that you can't even pray for 8 to 12 seconds visibly? 8 to 12 seconds. That was the evidence from the court. Is that right? What do you think the Supreme Court will do? And what does it say to you that school districts, from their perspective, they control all speech of all employees. What do you think of that? 314-436-7900. Call or text. Phone lines are open. And on Camo X, hey, we'll be back right after this. So many times when conservative conservatives and, and Christians like myself talk about how uh, faith in America is being attacked, uh, the first thing that liberals come back to me, and I've had this conversation many times over the years, oh, you're just exaggerating, you're taking things out of context, you're, you're making something up. But here is an actual case where a man was fired because he said an 8 to a 13 second prayer that was visible by others. How is that exaggerating being attacked for your faith? Uh, it's a fact. And even the school district admitted they didn't say that he he was fired for some other reason, like excessive absenteeism or uh, uh, he, he showed up late or never showed up for work or didn't do his job well. They admitted he was fired for saying an eight to a 13 second prayer on the football field after the game. So how is that not being fired because of your faith? What do you think? 314-436-7900. Phone lines are open as well as texts. I've already gotten about five or six texts tonight, so uh, keep those uh, texts coming. Love to hear them. Ken's been holding through the break. Hey, Ken, welcome to KMOX. Hello. Um, you had asked how we feel as far as the school's position that um, any speech is controlled by the school. Yes. So my point would be that as long as it doesn't break, uh, you know, isn't either personnel related or or policy related, that it does not impact the school. If Correct. it's his speech, not on behalf of the school. Um, also, um, there's a, you know, Religious expression is a form of speech, but it's a nuanced form of speech. It's not exactly the same as speech. And 
Um, I'm just amazed. My reaction is amazement that the school would pursue it and and take a position on that. I'm assuming that they were that they were um, brought to do so by some complaints, maybe. No, there were there but, were no complaints, Ken. Uh, no complaints from any parents. No complaints from any students. This was strictly something that was decided by and driven by the school district. Yeah, I'm amazed with that, and I I am pretty certain that if there are at least one or two other religions for which they would not take that stance and they would not feel they, they would not have the bravery to take that stance. Yeah, you're exactly um, right. I mean, for example, if, if there was a teacher who was Muslim and said, I have to wear a Muslim hat as an as an expression of my faith. Correct. Would the school district fire that teacher for wearing that? That's a visible... They would would no way have the bravery to do that. Never would they do that. And yet, if you want to make an apples-to-apples argument, that is an outward, visible expression of a person's faith, and there's no way the school district would ever fire someone for how they they wear a, a, a hat or a headscarf or a hijab because of their faith, or if there was someone who was uh, a Hasidic Jew and had hair that was braided in a specific fashion, they wouldn't fire that teacher for how they did their hair as an expression, as a visible expression of their faith. And then this gentleman, Coach uh, Coach Kennedy, prays, and he's fired. Another issue is if he were coercing others to, um, to conform, that that would be totally different. Exactly, but I agree with you. If he's doing it totally on his own and there's no coercion, then to involve others, right. then it should not be an issue at well, all. But Ken, don't, they, don't you find it interesting? Gotten... Yeah, Ken, don't you find it interesting though that if any students did feel like they were coerced? Don't you think the school district would have taken their depositions or had them testify at trial or submit affidavits into the record if there was even one student that said, oh, I felt coerced, I felt like I I wouldn't start on the football team if I didn't participate, but there was no evidence of that, zero. And I don't know if you saw any of it. I did not see much of it, but I did see a question by Justice Sotomayor that did reflect the coercion viewpoint yeah but there, there was no evidence of it so she was raising that as an issue but the it, it, to me that's a red herring if you raise issues on appeal that have no factual basis for those arguments and there was no she, factual basement basis for that right she was speculating on micro coercion yeah, on micro coercion. I, I don't even know what that is. Do you? <laughs> I don't even know. It's a microaggression coercing someone to 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 do it. Wow. It, she she was implying that the players might be threatened that they would lose playing time or anything else if if uh, they didn't comply. But right. but clearly that's not the case in any way whatsoever with no. the way this con- coach has conducted himself. Absolutely. Hey Ken, thanks so much for calling in this evening. Appreciate yeah. it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Uh, there, there was another thing that I thought was f- that was very funny, and that is that uh, Justice Sotomayor asked the most bizarre question at the at the oral arguments because I, I I listened I listened to to a little bit of it, but 
here, here's the question that she posed. She asked the attorney for Coach Kennedy. She said, well, and, and this is something that judges do on appeal. They'll throw out questions that are hypotheticals to let you ponder how the law works. But this is the question. Sotomayor, Justice Sotomayor said that wondered if a coach praying on the field while wearing a Nazi uniform would be appropriate. And so what does a Nazi uniform have to do with anything? So the attorney for Coach Kennedy was very sharp. He said, well, uh, I don't believe that I'm not aware of any uh, existence of a religion where people wear Nazi uniforms. Uh, and he said that it could acceptably be banned as because it was not a direct expression of a faith activity wearing Nazi symbolism. So they, lo- they love to throw those questions out there. Uh, and uh, thankfully, in this instance, the attorney was on his toes. I want to go with uh, Dale, who's been holding. Hey, Dale, welcome to Camo X. Thanks. And thanks for taking my call. I appreciate sure. it very much. Um, <clears throat> first, I, I, we can't be surprised by the Ninth Circuit decision. Obviously, no. it's the m- most left-wing appellate uh, uh, division in the federal court system. I hope that the Supreme Court overturns the case because of the student issue that you've talked about. And that is there's zero evidence, despite what the school district claimed to the contrary, that any of these kids felt pressured because that should be the test. Uh, absolutely. Um, if kids listen, if kids were pressured, I would agree that that is wrong for a school to pre- for a teacher or a coach to pressure kids on a religious basis during the school day or during school activities. That's wrong. And I would even stand up and agree that he should be terminated. But there was no evidence of that. Right now, I would I would uh, disagree with your statement that. Um, he was fired because of his faith. Because as a born-again Christian, uh, my faith, in order to be a Christian and a follower of Christ, doesn't, that doesn't require me to engage in public prayer on a football field. And I, that's why I don't think the example with the Muslim quite squares, because I think that's a tenet of their faith for that, you know, the wearing True. of something on their but, head. But, but so the distinction, I, though, that you're making is uh, the, the coach praying was an expression of his faith, uh, and I think you would agree with that. It was an expression of his faith, right? I, I, would, I would agree with that, but to me there's a difference between being fired because of my faith and being fired because I chose to express my faith in a certain setting. That's all. That's what, um, I mean— that's the thing. That's the difference between Christianity and some other religions uh, with regards to wearing and, thing, and things like that. But I, 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 I read an article on this in the Wall Street Journal a couple of days ago and just happened to catch the show on my way home from coaching a track meet. How interesting. <laughs> so I, just was, I think it's just I think it's a great topic. I'm glad you're covering it. Very good, Dale. Hey, thanks for uh, calling in and thanks for listening to KMOX. You bet. Have a great day. You too. Uh, We've got some other folks holding. We're going to have to go to a break. So coming up next, more of your calls, more of your texts. Brad Young here at your service on KMOX. Boy, I am thrilled to be back and at your service on a Wednesday evening. This is a blast for me. Thanks for hanging out with us this evening here on KMOX. And uh, Bart's been holding for a very long time. Hey, Bart, welcome to Camel X. 
Well, thanks for having me. I'm calling from Alabama, but your signal comes really good. Uh-huh. That's why we got 50,000 red-hot watts, my friend, uh, going all the way to Alabama. That's right. Listen to those Cardinal games at night. So, oh, uh, great. Anyway, listen, I, I want to make very clear one thing. I am uh, I am a Christian. Uh, I certainly agree that people should have those First Amendment rights to express themselves. But to be intellectually honest, you and all the callers that have uh, spoken so far, I grew up playing sports in high school and college, played basketball in college, and to think that the coach uh, saying that prayer didn't have some type of uh, influence over those players, uh, I think that's a little naive. I mean, I worshiped the coaches that I had growing Mm -hmm. up through high school and college, and I really believe that there is – it, it 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 could potentially create some type of pressure on those on those kids to want to join those prayers. Uh, the fact that no one said anything about it or issued a complaint that just means they're not militantly, uh, you know, against what he was doing. They were probably ambivalent. But I guess that's all I had to say. It sounds like well, I'm kind of being on two heads of the coin. No, no, you're not. And, not. and I, I want to explore that with you for just a minute, if you've got a minute. Because uh, whenever I prepare a case, I'm an attorney, and whenever I prepare a case for trial, uh, I, I have to have witnesses who can through whom I introduce evidence. So any assertion that I have to make has to be made through evidence because the attorney speaking is not considered evidence. So to use your point, and I would agree that there might be you know, some degree of coercion in everything that a coach does because a coach is is such a father figure to the students. I get that. But from a legal perspective, Bart, what the attorney for the school district then should have done was to either A, find students who felt coerced, or if they, in the absence of that, hire a psychologist to come in and testify that because of the the latent father-son relationship that exists between a coach and his players, that there would inherently have to be coercion. So then there might be evidence to support that. Because in the absence of that, Bart, the the justice, whether it's Justice Sotomayor or anyone else, they're simply speculating because there was no evidence presented at the trial. So it's improper for an appellate court to render a decision based on speculation when there's no evidence to back that up, does that make any sense? It makes it makes total sense, uh, and I really wasn't calling to talk about you know the legal uh, the le- legal way these decisions are made. I'm just trying to make the point that yes, the, the coach relationship with students uh, they have tremendous influence, and people should not overlook that. That's uh, a very I good would- very good statement, Bart. I'm glad you made that. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you calling and uh, enjoy Alabama. I love Alabama, and uh, uh, I'm glad you're listening to Cardinals baseball down there. Thank you, Bart. Uh, hey, Robert, we've got just a couple of minutes. I'm going to try to squeeze you in here, Robert. Welcome to KMOX. Okay, thank you. Um, I wanted to say that I believe that uh, the pro football players, they take a knee, and I think that if they got that from somewhere. They didn't all of a sudden get it when they're a pro. 
So they got to be for that. So I think that if the professional coaches went and took a knee with the with them, there wouldn't be any kind of issue. So I think that they have. There's a history of that, and mm-hmm. they should look at that. That where did this come from with the professionals that they're taking a knee and praying in the groups with both sides with both teams. So yep. I think I think that's the, that's a, the best way to look at it. Very good, Robert. Hey, I appreciate you calling in this evening. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Great to talk to you. Uh, yeah, that point, a similar point to what Robert was making, was actually made by Clarence Thomas because uh, in the oral arguments on Monday, Clarence Thomas has said if the coach, instead of taking a knee for prayer, took a knee during the national anthem because of moral opposition to racism— how would your school district respond? That was the question that he posed to the attorney for the, the school district. And, of course, Thomas was asking that question to point out that the school wouldn't have a problem with a student taking a knee to, to challenge racism or making a public, some sort of a public expression against global warming or climate change. But the fact that he, the guy would pray for 8 to 12 seconds— visibly that had to do with an expression of his faith, that's when the school district responded and objected and fired Coach Kennedy. So that's the the point that that Clarence Thomas made, and I think it was very well made. Just keep this one thing. There's two cases, and I don't want to dive into Supreme Court cases because we only have a minute here left, but there are two cases that are exactly on point for this, at least uh, arguably on point. And, and that is, and I'm just going to go with one of them. And I mentioned it earlier. It's called Tinker versus Des Moines School District. It's from 1969. And that case had to deal with students, not teachers, but students who were protesting the Vietnam War. And the question was whether the, the school could silence the speech of the protesters. And the test was whether it disrupted the school day. If their speech disrupted the school day, it could be banned. If it did not disrupt the school day, it could not be banned. Why can't we use that same standard in this case for Coach Kennedy? His taking a knee or praying for 13 seconds did not disrupt anything. So how can he be punished when there was no disruption? I'll be following this case, and I'll absolutely be updating you right here on At Your Service once the Supreme Court decides. Brad Young on KMOX. We've got more next hour. Stick around. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.